Welcome to Simon Says Inspire, a podcast about life, leadership, and building legacies. I'm John Simon Sr. And I'm Dina Simon. Our guest today is Ashley Wallstead. Ashley is a senior recruiter for Celerity, a boutique staffing firm in Minneapolis. Ashley, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Why don't you take a few minutes and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe, you know, where you were raised, where you live now, and maybe what you do in your spare time. Oh, cool. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so I have about probably going on like eight-ish, maybe nine, hard to count, years of experience in recruiting total. I came from the internal recruiting world and now find myself in what I wanted to do, which is agency recruiting for clients and companies, specifically in the marketing, creative, and digital space. I'm from Orono, Minnesota, small town, west suburbs. I grew up on a hobby farm where I showed horses, you know, woke up before school to feed all the animals, and then went to school in North Dakota in Fargo. That is kind of where I got my first job in recruiting as well for a large, like a uh, kind of grocery store chain, almost similar to a Lund's and Byerly's, but worked my way up from cashier, just doing cashier work in college, getting like, I think five total promotions all the way into HR. So that's kind of how I, how I found myself in recruiting and loved it and have been in it ever since. And Orono, so that's where the hobby farm was? Yep. In Orono. We had- 16 acres, I think four or five horses, goats, a pig, a miniature pig, chickens. So I'm, I'm going to assume a hobby farm is like a family-owned little farm that you that you have. Yeah, yeah. No, like, you know, we didn't produce and sell any, you know, products or anything. It's just for fun, right? So everything we did was for fun. My mom would take me to horse shows every weekend. We'd load my horse up into a horse trailer and truck and she'd drive a drive me all over Minnesota. And that was how we spent our weekends, really. Nice. And Orono, John, we'll, we'll, when you're here next, maybe we'll take you out there. Because it's now, Orono isn't that far out, right? It's just a suburb that's out that way. And you must have seen so much change then from it being like a farming community to be an up and coming kind of thriving community. Yeah, I went to Orono Senior High School as well. So, you know, I grew up on a dirt road. You know, I was like, 12 years old, taking a four-wheeler out on dirt roads and, you know, <laughs> doing whatever I wanted. And I still go back to Orono. There's some restaurants and things that are great there and it's definitely grown, but it's still got that same kind of feel. I'd love to, you know, someday go back and, and have a hobby farm in Orono. So definitely a life goal. Nice. Well, it sounds like it was a lot of fun growing up. Yeah, a ton of fun. And I had a ton of friends that would love to come over jump on a horse. We had a pool, you know, jump in the pool. It was just kind of like a big playground for kids. <laughs> and then Ashley, you have a brother. Yep. One brother, one younger brother. He's in the legal field. He works downtown. He's a musician. It, you know, that's his passion. I tried to play a bass guitar actually with him growing up. He really wanted to do like a family band. He's like, I, I'm going to buy a bass guitar. We're going to have a brother-sister band. And I tried and I took about, I don't know, 10 lessons. And I was like, I just, I hate it. <laughs> yep. You learn very quickly. Yep, you do. <laughs> Not for me. So what do you do in your spare time? I love 
walks. I love nature, hiking. My wife and I are actually going to Sedona soon for a hiking trip. Just I love hiking outdoors. Kind of a nerd as well. Video games, Legos. Definitely a nerd at heart. And fast cars. Yeah, and fast cars too. I'm a huge fan of cars. I love to rent sports cars. It's kind of like my if I land a big placement. Like I'm going to rent a sports car for the day and drive around in Aston Martin. <laughs> okay. So I understand that you met Dina when you were working at Jefferson Lights. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and you know how you two work together? Yeah, I got a job. I moved back from Fargo to be back home. And I got a job at Jefferson Lines in HR as a recruiter and then doing some HR work as well. She wasn't there yet, but on the first like year, she ended up, you know, being like a leadership consultant, right, Dina? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yep. And I was struggling because I, you know, my the leader that I, I had at that point wasn't super strong. We were kind of butting heads a little bit. And, you know, I went to Dina and I was like, you know, I could use her help navigating this. And she quickly kind of became my leader there and was great. And we worked together for, what, four years-ish? Yeah, I think about four years. And what I love so much about Ashley, like we just connected very early on. We have a lot of similarities, but we have differences. And John was asking me, you know, age-wise, so I turned 53 and I think you're going to turn 32 this year. Yeah. So I kind of always joke saying, oh my gosh, I could be old enough to be your mother if I started young, <laughs> right? Even with our age difference, there's always been so much respect. Like you've never made me feel like a stupid older person that don't know how to do something. And I've had to come to you to say, hey, like, I don't know how to do this, whether it be technology or will you go research this for me? Or if you had to point out like, Hey, do you know that that, you know, what you might have just said right now, like, you know, from a mainstream today, like that's doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> but with a tremendous amount of just love and respect, and we've had so much fun working together. And I just I've just treasured that that relationship from an age perspective and you know how we've been able to collaborate and and do some really fun stuff together. Dina did say one thing to me. She says, you're wicked smart and a lot of fun to be with and a great human being. So that's a pretty tall order right there. Yeah. I've always like gravitated towards, you know, building relationships and, and friendships with, with leaders, oftentimes in a generation above me. I've always loved talking to leaders in general about their jobs, about their life. I, I've just always loved it. It's why I've gravitated towards placing a lot of leadership roles in my past few jobs, but I feel it more easy to build, you know, relationships and connections with leaders. So definitely gravitated towards Dina with her strong leadership skills. <laughs> Lots to learn from. Well, and that's where too, like as a recruiter then, so John, when she was working with me at Jefferson Line, so she knew what it was to be an in-house recruiter because she was doing that. And then it was like, hey, I might want to do agency recruiting one day. So she did go for, you know, what was it, maybe about a year and a half that you were working for the other staffing firm before you went to Celerity? Yeah, about a year and a half. You know, I left Jefferson Lines for an agency recruiting job. That was more in the like manufacturing, engineering, IT space. Yeah, about a year and a half there. And then Dina called me. It was like, we were just chatting, you know, catching up and I was kind of telling her about my current job and not being super satisfied with it. Just wasn't as fun, you know, with those kind of engineering roles, a little bit tougher. And she's like, well, what do you think about Celerity? 
and connected me with the owner, one of the owners there and hit it off. Yeah. And you were also being recruited by others. And I said, no, no, no. If you're going to if you're going to jump ship, you definitely need to talk to John or Robert and and look at Celerity because I know it would be an amazing culture fit for you. Exactly. I I think, you know, I I read in your bio that in 2020, you were the top permanent placement person at the firm and you hadn't been there that long at that point. Yeah, that was the other job prior, you know, to Celerity and then I moved on to Celerity and our perm, you know, business like boomed, really. When I started there, we had a ton more perm business. And yeah. it was a big part of that, of of placing those those folks there. As you do some contract as well, where it's lo- so John, they'll do like long term contract positions. So somebody might actually might place somebody who's out Abbott or something for a year or two. So there's some long-term placements, but actually just even a guess, like a best quarter for you. I mean, you probably had like at least 10, eight to 10 yeah. placements. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. Yeah. So about eight to 10 placements, John, in a quarter yeah. would be a good quarter. Yep. And and the great part about it is you said they're permanent. And I'm sure as time goes by, you keep in touch with those people in case they get promoted and they need to replace them or they want to move along to somewhere else also. You're constantly building that relationship. Yep, exactly. I actually placed a VP of marketing like probably six months ago or so for a client here. And we actually are working on a job for that person now. Nice. Nice. On their team. Nice. On their team. Yeah. So does come full circle. It's nice to like, exactly like you said, it, it, you just get to build those relationships, you know, a little longer and they're, they are permanent. We do quite a bit of contract placement still, more long-term contracts, mostly with Fortune 1000 type clients like Dina mentioned, but those permanent clients are, again, mostly with those small to mid-sized businesses. And then we work with a ton of advertising agencies too. That's the difference between, you know, you're into the relationship business as opposed to a transaction business. Yep. Totally, 100% a relationship business. It's, you know, you never know when that, that person is going to come full circle. Even if you don't have something for them right now, there's a great chance you could have it soon. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of relationship building. That's exactly what we're focused on. And I told John that if there was a unicorn position out there and if somebody gave it to you, you would find the unicorn that you're known for that. <laughs> I actually love that. I love the tough ones, the tough longer searches, you know, where where it takes a bit of time, a little bit more thinking on how you're going to approach the search, which is why, again, I gravitate towards more of those like executive level ones, a bit bit more difficult to find and and find that exact right fit. But yeah, I love those those unicorn roles. I think a lot of times people call them purple squirrel (laughs) positions in the recruiting industry. So I I understand today much different than when I worked many years ago. Things like LinkedIn have really helped people to connect with each other. Yeah, that's a lot of where I do my recruiting in general, especially for professional positions. You're not going to, you know, necessarily find those people on an Indeed or, you know, a zip recruiter. LinkedIn's definitely going to be the place. But if you're a job seeker, having a LinkedIn profile as active as possible. And, you know, showing that you're open to work, making sure your LinkedIn profile is full of keywords, having recommendations, but even beyond that, just building up your network and, you know, putting it out there that you're looking for work because that does get a ton of traction. It does. 
Yeah. So actually, we've talked a little bit about that, you know, like your advice to somebody who might be looking at like those pointers right there is great. So in your early 30s, what would you tell your 20 year old self? So what would you tell somebody who's just getting started? What would be some of the advice that you might give them? Follow what you're passionate about. You know, I think it's easy to feel, you know, stuck or, you know, especially if you're someone that likes stability. And I, I definitely find myself to be someone that loves stability. But push yourself to do what you love and and don't settle for less, especially when you're just starting out. Yes, it's important to gain that experience, but you don't want to kind of pigeonhole yourself into something that you're not wanting to do, truly. Sounds like good, solid advice. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So our podcast is about life, leadership, and building legacies. So we've heard a little bit about your life. Anything else you want to talk about as far as you've got cats, you guys, you bought, you bought your first house. You have a beautiful house that you guys bought. Anything else in your personal life? I've been married for going on almost 10, well, not married, but we've been together for 10 years, married for almost six. That goes yeah, fast. So, yeah, goes super fast. I got married super young. I was only 23, which feels like oh, like forever ago. Whenever I tell people I was married at 23, they're like, oh my gosh, that's super young. <laughs> now it is, right? But yeah, we've got three cats, super passionate about rescuing, you know, animals, specifically cats, obviously. And uh, yeah, I have a house in Wyzetta now. It's our first house. We bought it in 2020 right after the shutdown. So we're, yeah. And, you know, ended up being the perfect time when everything was super low interest rates. So we got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have done a great job with the home projects and your garden and everything. Okay. So life leadership. So we touched a little bit about maybe on some, you know, leadership that you've had, but what else about leadership would you want to talk about? Yeah. I've had a mentee for probably a couple of years now at Celerity, which has been super awesome. She was new to recruiting, but has certainly become one of the the best recruiters at Celerity, So, which has been awesome to see. We've grown an awesome friendship too. It's really almost like a back and forth mentorship where we both really gain quite a bit from it, which is what I love. So yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's amazing. At your young age, you could be mentoring someone got into it younger than you were whenever you got into it. Now, look how much you're helping her out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's just how long I've been in recruiting and I've stuck to it. I haven't left. Yep. <laughs> I've just been in recruiting, which I love. Um, that's what I've always wanted to do and I'm super passionate about it. It's not for everybody. I always say there's lots of high highs and low lows very market dependent, you know, in, in recruiting. So those lows can be tough to to ride the wave on and those rejected offers and job closings and just losing out on things can feel pretty rough. But those highs certainly make up for it of, you know, finding people the perfect fit, those connections coming back around to you with more jobs. Just yeah. So you kind of have to be able to ride that up and down. Yeah, exactly. So legacies, Ashley, to us is not what we, you know, just leave behind, but it's what we do throughout our lives. And so building legacies. So I know you and Kate have gotten involved, certainly in some philanthropy as far as volunteering time and engaged in in stuff. So when we talk about legacies and building legacies, what comes to mind? Oh, I'm so young. <laughs> I don't know about legacies yet. Man, I just I, I, I'm a huge person on like humor and just 
being lighthearted and funny and, you know, not taking things too seriously. And I hope, you know, people that I work with and like just people that, you know, I'm around can just remember things that just bring them joy or humor. We do a lot of like, again, the rescuing is huge to us. I'd love to one day own a cat rescue, like in a retirement plan sort of thing. Been a goal for us. But again, like a hobby farm where we can have rescue animals would be would be great. I think it's great that, you know, Adina, was like, you know, she said you were wicked smart, but a lot of fun to be with. And that's the, that's an important part of what you do. Yeah, you know, just have fun every day. Yeah, I'm definitely the type of person that, you know, you, you, you see what you get. I'm, I'm definitely like an open book. I, again, like you can know my whole life in just a few minutes. I'd be happy to share it. <laughs> I definitely don't show up differently to work than I'd show up at home with friends, with my family. So yeah, I just have always just been me and I love when people get to see that and, and love it too. So it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's important in the field that you're in to be a genuine person. Yep, Exactly. Yeah, people can definitely, definitely sense that too salesy type of personality, I think, from recruiters. And that's just, yeah, it doesn't build a lot of trust or rapport with people. And you don't get those genuine feelings about what people are thinking in their job search. So certainly very important. Yeah. So Ashley, I agree. Like, I think, I mean, I've just also been really fortunate to know who you are because you let me in early on. Like we kind of immediately had that really solid relationship. But consistency, what I love about you is you you do show up like you're the same person. So if I talk to you today, if I talk to you a month from now, I get the same Ashley, right? Like there's just that same person. But it's been really fun to watch you. Again, I'm not your mom. I'm your big sister. <laughs> um, but it's just been so much fun watching you grow in your career and thriving. And as you said, in recruiting in the industry that you're in, there's highs and lows, but you've really weathered them so well. The people that work around you and with you, you know, think you are a tremendous asset to the organization and you are super fun to work with. But again, it goes back to just that energy. And also you are wicked smart. So like your zest for continuing to learn and research are definitely just big qualities that I love about you. Yeah. I'm also super huge on efficiencies and processes. So streamlining processes is like my passion that I didn't know I had until Jefferson Lines when Dino was like, whoa, you've shortened our recruiting process by like over half the time. I was like, what? And I just just did that. You know, it's just my nature to make things a little bit quicker, a little bit more seamless. So that's definitely one of my strong suits that's helped me tremendously in recruiting and, and honestly just in life. Well, and I'll, I'll get back to Greg Jackson, what he said, one of our people that was on in the last year. If you can measure it, you can improve it. Very accurate. Yep. And and if you can take and cut it in half like you did at Jefferson Lines, that's amazing. Yeah. And metrics are a huge part of recruiting too. So it's all measured. You know, beyond the relationship building, though, of course, that can't necessarily be measured. But, you know, what we do is is definitely highly measured and you know, we meet about it pretty frequently and it's super helpful to all of us here to kind of see, you know, what we can do better as a group and as individuals, as recruiters too, and even in sales. Yeah. Well, Ashley, I think this podcast is going to launch on Friday, which happens to be my birthday. 
And so I'm super excited that you were my birthday guest because you know how much I love you and adore you. And it was fun for John to get to know you better. Is there anything that you're most excited about in 2024 as we turned this new year? Boy, well, personally, we're going to be more intentional about traveling. I'm super scared of flying. It's like one of my biggest fears is flying. But I've been like, I just need to get it over with because I'd love to go places. And Kate, my wife, she's not seen a ton of places. She didn't grow up traveling very much. So would love to kind of continue to show her some new places and just kind of make myself do it. And I know a lot of people struggle with anxiety, but that's definitely one of my big ones. So looking to push the limits in 2024. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got Arizona. You're going to be in Sedona right before I am. So you got Sedona. Is there anything else kind of on your radar? Yeah, we're actually, so I'm half Greek and we are going to do a family trip to start planning it to Greece. Nice. So that's going to be a big one. We're actually learning Greek right now, Kate and I. We've been learning Greek for the past few weeks. So kind of a new kind of skill and adventure for us. Fun. Yeah. When is that planned? That'll be like 2025. So nice. we'll but got about a year. So you have some time to work up to a really long flight. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take some short ones in between. I think we're we're going to go to Sedona and then we've thought about doing like Seattle or Portland. So in the summer. Yeah. So John, Ashley and Kate, they go to Stillwater often. So John loves Stillwater, but they'll do like a getaway local and do a lot in that in that area. It's one of your favorites. Great hike, gang. Great food. Yeah. Great food. And it's just a pretty little town. It is. It's super cute. And they've got the hotels there are so nice. Yeah. I, if I could pick another city to live, it would probably be Stillwater. We talk about Stillwater a little bit on the podcast. I think I might need to go back to the city of Stillwater and say, hey, we give you a few shout outs yeah, on this podcast. <laughs> I haven't heard a bad word. So, I mean, everybody that you talk to is super impressed with it and excited about going for the shopping, for just just the people watching. And, and like you said, the food and the river, and just it's just a great area. Yeah. The little doors. Yeah, we love it. There's a local like art shop too, where local artists can kind of bring in their art. We like to visit that. Kind of neat. It's just all in that one area too, which is really nice. Just walk up and down there. Yeah, exactly. Well, Ashley, we'll make sure people know how to get in touch with you. But from a recruiting standpoint, will you just do one more shout out on what types of candidates that you typically are working with? Yeah, so I recruit for marketing, creative and digital folks. So you know, anything from marketing project managers, digital marketing folks, graphic designers, copywriters, marketing leaders, you name it. If you're in the marketing space, we can help. (laughs) Yep. And not just in Minnesota, but all over the country. Yep. Remotely too. We definitely do a lot in Minnesota, but definitely all over the U.S. Nice. Well, it sure has been fun having you on the podcast. I thank you for joining us on my special birthday episode. Yay. I'm glad. I'm super happy you invited me and good to see you on Thursday. Yes. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you too. I want to thank Ashley Walstead for being on our podcast. I'm obviously a raving fan. She's one of my favorite people. And we talked a lot about her recruiting. So if you are a candidate that needs to know her, a hiring manager that needs to know her, or just interested in, in being connected to an amazing human, I'll make sure you know how to get in touch with her. 
And as always, I thank my father-in-law, John, for joining me in the podcast. And until we talk again.